Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. With your host, Philip Randazzo. All right. Hello, Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo. Thank you for tuning in to yet another show, another actually fantastic conversation with my man JT Burns. We got him back yet again. JT, what's happening, brother? Hey, hey, glad to be here. Awesome. Yes, we are glad to have another conversation uh, that's actually recorded. As I always say, it's like it's so funny because we have so many conversations, and it's like they're always, yeah. at least, <laughs> at least to me, funny and uh, conversations that I think other people would like to hear. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's just my uh, <laughs> me having a big ego or something. But uh, here we go. Well, we have fun doing it anyway, right? So yeah. that's, that's no, exactly. It, it's a blast. It's a blast. And actually, today, <laughs> today we have an awesome topic to talk about. And that is the topic of learned helplessness. And before we get started, um, like we were talking about pre-show, we got to give the credit to College Info Geek. And then for those of you listening to the show right now, if you haven't yet listened to that podcast, it's a fantastic resource. I'm going to let JT share a little more about it because that's actually one of the podcasts that he first started listening to. But this whole idea of learned helplessness is something that we got from College Info Geek. So we just want to put that disclaimer out first. This is just our kind of yield mastermind, Philip and JT Burns interpretation of what they first put out there. All right. So let's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just dive right in, JT. So, you know, what is learned helplessness? It's kind of a funny concept. Why would somebody learn to be helpless? Right. And it's, it's just this funny concept. So if you wouldn't mind just taking a minute to kind of explain what it is. Yeah, well, it's definitely not something that you uh, you set out to do. That's for sure. Yeah, but, you course. know, I would hope not. Um, it's just the way that our that our brains are kind of conditioned, you know what I mean? And um, I think a lot of it has to do with having having somebody help you a little bit too much. You know, I think a lot of the times the, the best way to learn something is to struggle through it. Um, and when you've learned that you can't do something or can't, you know, can't do something about something, mm-hmm. um, that that's a tough lesson to unlearn. You know what I mean. And so going forward, you're you're at more apt to just go to that default of, hey, I don't know how to do this. I'm gonna get some help, or um, you know, there's nothing I can do about this. I'm just stuck in this situation because that's what my past has told me. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, we kind of become, you know, it, it becomes true. But it becomes true because that's our thought process. You know what I mean? And if really, if we were to just sit back and look at it and maybe take a a more objective approach and maybe work a little bit harder, then it's something we we could help. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's it's one of those things. And I love the way that College Info Geek uh, kind of talked about it in their show. We'll link to their uh, their show about learned helplessness in the show notes here. Um, But I love how they talk about it in regards to schooling. <clears throat> because I think there's a lot of that going on in schools. And, you know, so I guess real quick before we dive into, you know, where how does it come about and some of our personal examples of, of us actually having gone through some learned helplessness, um, how does that come about? Like maybe, uh, maybe this actually would be a good time for you to kind of just share how it comes about and maybe how it came about for you 
um, because I know you have some examples from your own life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, to me, it became it. I, I learned helplessness through taking the easy way out, essentially, when mm. I was when I was younger. So, for example, um, my senior year, I was in an AP calculus class, and uh, this is really right, kind of in line with what Thomas Frank mentions in the College Info Geek yeah. uh, podcast. But man, it just struck such a chord with me because this is—I mean, this is exactly what happened. So, my senior year of high school, I was in AP calculus, and um, up until this point math had always been very easy and very intuitive for me. I had never really studied, had always gotten A's, and hence why I was in this AP calculus. And really you know, quick, JT, let me stop you there just to just to collaborate and uh, validate what you're saying. So everybody who's listening, JT really was that gifted guy in math <laughs> and really at school in general. It always amazed me. And I was that same way to some extent. I don't think to the extent that you were, JT, but it really amazed me how easy schooling came to you and like how little effort you put in, but yet how well you did up until a certain point. And it, and it showed through all the way up until your SAT scores, ACT scores, everything. I mean, you put in very minimal effort, but you were still shining. It just blew my mind away. I just wanted to validate that point. Well, and you know, it's funny that you say that and I appreciate that, but, um, and it, it also, in a lot of ways, that was my undoing because I never had to put in much effort. So then, you know, th that that amount of, uh, you know, I, I am very blessed and those blessings will only take you so far. Yeah. Um, and so once I got to this point, like, for example, this AP calculus course, I this stuff, you know, is not intuitive. It's, it's, it's very, for very few people the the very gifted is calculus, just like an intuitive. They get it and they don't have to work at it kind of thing. Um, and so when I got into this course, I just essentially having having never worked for a grade in my life really did what I can, I continued to not work for a grade in my life and I took the easy way out. And this meant, you know, copying my homework from friends or, um, online and trying to find the answer that way or whatever it was, but I never, I never worked for it. I never like just sat down and methodically tried to figure out. And then, um, I ended up dropping the course at the, at the semester because, I just I, I thought I couldn't do calculus. I was like, you know, here I am. I, I can I'm really good at all the other math, but for some reason just can't do calculus. That's what I thought. And so um from that point for the next three and a half years between dropping AP calculus my senior year and then coming back to school as, as an engineering student, um, I really genuinely believed I couldn't do calculus. I now luckily I I guess I didn't realize how much calculus was involved in engineering when I signed <laughs> Thank up. Thank goodness it, nobody told you that. Yeah. But um and and here I am in college and I've had kind of a little bit of a change of heart and a change of of personality and I I, I like to work for things now and um I get into my calculus class and in in calc 1 in college I got a 98. Wow. Um and I've gone on to get A's in calc 2, calc 3 and differential equations, you know? So I I can do cal and in fact now it's pretty easy for me. Yeah. Now, I can do calculus. It's just that I had to work for it. And what I learned back in high school was that I couldn't do it. And so I just stopped trying to do it. And that and that's the, really the danger of learned helplessness. It's not that you can't do something one time. It's that you lose your, you know, your chance at ever being able to do it. Yeah. And, and that's a great story and a great example to kind of shine light on what this whole concept is. And I don't know about you, but 
when I go throughout my day, I, I don't know if it's because I'm so uh, close to personal development content and all this stuff, but I hear people talk about themselves in a way that that seems like there's a lot of learned helpless, helplessness going on in so many different aspects. Like I hear people say to me, um, you know, I'm, I've never been a good meditator, that so I, maybe that's just not for me. Or like uh, I'm trying to think of some examples because I had this happen to me recently where it's like someone will say like, oh, I'm not funny. That's just not who I am and that's not something that I'll ever be able to learn. Like I'm just not funny and I accept it. But it's like people accept all these things as definite 100%. That's how it is. That's the structure. It's never going to change. And I think that's so in line with what we're talking about. And it frustrates me to hear people talk like that because I'll tell you what, like, it's funny, you know, to kind of share my own story about how it comes about. I've, I never liked to read when I was growing up. I had the opportunity to essentially try out or try and test into this uh, gifted program in elementary school and didn't get accepted. And I think it, I remember them saying it has something to do with my reading. And from then on, I just, I never liked to read. I spark noted every single book that I ever had to read for any type of schooling. And then somewhere along the line, I, I picked up a book that I was interested in, someone recommended. Mm-hmm. And now I love to read. I have a massive library, but it just frustrates me when people put a definitive you know, definition to something about themselves when really so much is up to change. There's a, there's a a quote that I love. I I don't know if it's a quote or just a saying, but um, it's, it's not what you don't know that hurts you. It's what you do know that just ain't so, Ah, you know what I mean? And, And what I mean by that is, you know, it's not, you know, anytime I could say, you know, I don't know how to do this. But I can find out, you know what I mean? We've, we've got the world at our fingertips with the internet and, mm-hmm. and what other, whatever other resources we've got. We can figure things out. But it's what I know that I can't do. That's what's going to hurt me in the end yeah. because I'm never going to try. That's, that's the biggest thing. And I, so I just love that quote. I think it's very applicable in a lot of situations, but particularly this one. Yeah, and I totally agree. And so, JT, like, let's say you come across somebody who uh, kind of has that learned helplessness to them, whether it's in uh you know some an incoming freshman who thinks they can't do you know some sort of mathematics class or maybe it's someone who thinks oh since my mom and dad and grandparents are both overweight I'm just destined to be overweight uh, if you come across somebody like that what would you tell them what would you how would you kind of uh get them to think that that's not how it has to be boy that's a that's a great question um I would say I I think the biggest way to change those type of beliefs are contrary action. So what I mean by that is, for example, the, the freshman coming in who says, I can't do calculus. Well, you've never tried. You yeah. know what I mean? Why, well, I want you to sit down and act like you can calculus. And if you could do calculus, what would it look like to you? You know what I mean? And just, and just start working. And, you know, for, for the overweight person who, who thinks that they just have no choice but to be overweight, you know, take some contrary action. Just just try maybe some working out and you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to because that's the other thing about about learned helplessness is that it's comfortable. Yep. You know, it's it's so easy to say, well, for going back generations, my family's always been overweight. I'm going to be overweight because that's the way it is. And that's comfortable and it's easy and it, and it doesn't pu- force you to push yourself. Yep. And to, to really break that cycle, I think you have contrary action. And to do that, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. And you're going to have to do things that you maybe don't want to do in order to get what you want. Yep. No, man, I I totally agree. And I love, 
you know, the idea of getting out of your comfort zone and how that pertains to this learned helplessness aspect, because it's so true. It's so much easier to say that's the way it is. And that's just how it's going to be because that puts no pressure on you. You've put Mm -hmm. everything off of yourself. Now it's on your parents, your grandparents, your friend, that ex-girlfriend who said you were never going to be a good boyfriend. I mean, all these things are just, I mean, really it's, it's, Assuming this identity that makes it easier because staying in that shell, that comfort zone, that safety area is, is it is so much easier than stepping out and, and taking a chance and doing something that's different and trying to change a narrative that you have about yourself. I mean, I think that's another huge aspect of this is that we create these narratives. And when someone tells us that the narrative isn't in fact true – well, now what else isn't true, right? There's this whole right. other aspect of, oh man, there's all this, these other things that m- I've been telling myself that may not be true, you know? Yep, and maybe so maybe I have a little bit more responsibility in this whole game of life than perhaps I wanted to take. Um, and that could be a scary thought, you know what I mean? Especially, you know, if you're, if you're not exactly happy about how your life's going at the moment, it's easier to say, hey, well, you know, this is life and this is the, the lot I've been dealt. Yep. So. And, you know, it's funny. It, I'm sure a lot of, uh, of of you listeners out there have seen Spider-Man and it's that with great power comes great responsibility. And we all mm-hmm. have this innate, awesome power that we're able to put out into the world and make something. I mean, look at the Elon Musks, look at the Steve Jobs, look at all these people who have taken that power within themselves and used it to push the world forward in such a way. And yeah, there's there's those, you know, high-end examples, but then there's the examples of, you know, someone who was in the military and and saved somebody else's life or, you know, the the everyday mom who helps their kids or the school teachers. I mean, everyone has this power, but with it comes the responsibility of understanding that you have this power and understanding that people are watching you. And it's it's funny because I think this learned helplessness is such a cycle. And I think it's something that until very recently, until we've had this access to information like we have now, people really weren't in understanding that things could change as easily or uh, with the the amount of work that they could. And I think now that we have all this access to information and people are understanding that everything can be changed, I think now more than ever, I think it's scaring people, you know, like for us, we're we're okay with making that change because we've done it so much and we understand the what happens once you've done that and how powerful that is and how much happier, you know, fill in the blank you might be. But some people are scared to death by that, right? Yep. Yep. Well, you know, it comes down to I'm I'm gonna hit back on the comfort thing because there's there's no growth in comfort. You know what I mean? And uh there was a guy who I used to know back in Tennessee who always used to ask me, you know, uh do you want to be comfortable or do you want to be great? You know, and those are essentially your options because to be great, you're, you're going to have to do, you know, you're going to have to do some things. You don't you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have to do things that scare you and you're going to have to take risks and you're going to have to fail quite a bit. And all those things, um, they, they're not in the realm of learned helplessness. They're not comfortable. They are, you know, they're helping yourself essentially. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of the hardest things you can do and yet it's the most rewarding you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those things you can't have it there's no magic pill that's going to help you undo what you've already done and and undo that 
you know, reinforcement that you've been putting on yourself in regards to what you've learned this helplessness of. And I just think that, man, I think that's a great way to end the show. Um, you know, <laughs> do you want to be safe or comfortable or do you, do you want to be great? I think that quote is a fantastic way to end this whole segment. So for those of you listeners out there, JT, share it one more time, man. You know, there's, you can be this way or you can be that way. Well, guys, you, you, you essentially have two choices in life. And you can either be, be comfortable or you can be great. And there you have it. JT Burns, man, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we will definitely be getting you back on next week uh, as much as we can. We're going to try and make this a weekly installment because, uh, you know, as much as I love hearing myself talk, I, I think I like it a little better <laughs> when I have somebody else involved as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, man, it's, it's too much fun. I'll be here next week. Fantastic. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. If you guys enjoyed that episode, please let us know. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We're going to be at Yield Mastermind on all those platforms. Check out our website, yieldmastermind.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those platforms. Please reach out to us. Let us know if you like the show. Let us know if you're loving the content. Please write us a review on iTunes if you feel the desire to. We really appreciate hearing from our audience and really understanding if you guys are loving what you're hearing or if you guys would like to hear something totally different. We're always open to that stuff. Thanks for listening. We hope you are enjoying this show as much as we are, and we can't wait for you guys to tune in next time.